Okay. Are we all ready for this? Ready to rock and roll. All right. Yep. Well, listen to that enthusiasm. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly isn't the first show. Of Are 2020. you ready? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that better? Is that, yeah, that's that, good. That's that more good. in line with what you were looking for? Awesome, awesome. This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. 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 Oh, you guys screwed that up. You didn't obviously didn't rehearse that. Well, you know. Perfectly. We like these things to be organic. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, my name is Rob Minot. Uh, joining me today, as you have already heard, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello. Can verify. Mr. Steve Barkley can also verify represent speaking of verify have did you did you have a big influx of Twitter listeners from uh, or sorry did you have a big influx of Twitter followers after uh, last week's show if if I did they promptly left when they saw my content <laughs> okay well damn <laughs> maybe you should give them another plug uh, I am at nut Barclay n-u-t-b-a-r-c-l-a-y on Twitter, and uh, I am not responsible for my own content. Yeah, you are you are enjoying being back on Twitter way too much. I am I am bickering with some of the dumbest people on the planet right now. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't know how to feel about that. I feel that I I guess I'll be supportive. I don't know. This is this is like watching your uncle starting to drink again. <laughs> you know, he's happier. He's happier, but I don't know. It, I showed Abby some of the stuff that I posted last week, and she just went, Dad! <laughs> so I think I'm doing well. Yeah, all right. Well, I heard that you guys got stranded the other day. Yeah, I did. Why don't I you went... tell us about that? What happened? Um, it snowed. <laughs> no, you know, it, no wasn't... it wasn't even the snow. Yeah, it was the wind. The, no. uh, like, the island got, like, a ton of wind. I mean, uh. both me and Steve, not together. Like, it's not like that. We didn't go to the island together. It was for, like, a romantic <laughs> weekend. Wrong with that. Romantic we just weekend. Have to, not that there's... Yeah, exactly. Right? And if we had, that'd be fine. Uh, but, no, we... I guess we, we both ended up on the island uh, for our respective weekends. And, yeah, we got, got stranded over there. They canceled. It's the first time I've ever seen them cancel a complete block of of ferries for the day yeah my my wife and i we uh we went over for a funeral in uh, victoria for those of you who don't know the geography of british columbia uh there's a our, our capital victoria is on an island called vancouver island which is um enormous and just about a hour and a half to two hour ferry ride off of the mainland uh, so, uh, my wife and I went over for a funeral in Victoria and decided, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's drive North on Vancouver Island. Her company's got a development project in Duncan that they're doing, which is a little, little bit North of, uh, Victoria. So we, we decided we would go up to Duncan. We'd stay over at, uh, Cowichan Bay, which is near Duncan, a really lovely little seaside town. And, uh, and then the next day we would take the ferry from Nanaimo, which is again, a little bit further North and, uh, that. Uh, ferry takes you into West Vancouver on the mainland. 
so uh, we got to the hotel and uh, had a had a lovely evening there. And then uh, the next morning we checked out. And as we were driving uh, north, about 20 minutes after we left, the hotel called. And I figured that they were probably calling because we'd forgotten something. But uh, they were actually calling because a whole bunch of the ferries back to the mainland had been canceled, which was super nice of them to, yeah, to no tell kidding. us about. Because we would have had no idea until we hit the ferry terminal yeah. that, uh, that there had been cancellations. So... Um, uh, we, uh, we went to the BC Ferries website and looked up uh, the, the ferry schedule and everything up until the 8 p.m. and the 9 p.m. sailings, which are the last two sailings, uh, had been canceled. Um, so we're sitting, it's, it's around noon when we, uh, when we get this news. So uh, we figure, okay, well, you know, we've got two choices. We can either plan to stay on the island or we can get into the ferry lineup right frickin' now because <laughs> if we don't, you know, two two sailings to make up for six canceled ones is, mm-hmm. is going to be pretty packed, people trying to get on that one. Um, so we thought about it and I went, you know what? We, we don't know when these winds are stopping. You know, we don't know for sure that they're going to run the eight and the nine ferries. So, you know, we could sit in line at the ferries and then have them canceled on us. Well, I'm glad we decided to stay because that's exactly what happened. They canceled the last two sailings. So we, uh, we had a really nice night. We went to a, uh, went to a, a spa resort that was just up Island from there, got a really good rate and really nice room and right. went for a nice dinner. Next morning we drove back down. We, we got a reservation on the early boat. The boats were sailing the next day. So we, we got into our, our line, wandered into the coffee shop and who should we run into in the coffee shop? But Rob, <laughs> yep. it's like small world. So we all sang around of, hey, it's a small world after all. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we, uh, we tootled on back to the mainland. Yep. Yeah. So it, uh, it was fun. Yeah. That was it. It was fun. Yeah. It was like, that wind was crazy. Like it was crazy windy. Like mm. when, when, again, when I first heard the, the ferries were canceled, I was like, what? Why? A little wind? <laughs> like you really, you're canceling. But no, it, once, once yeah, that once wind got there. onto the, and you know, the winds out at sea is even stronger, right? Yeah. Like it slows down. Once it hits the the mainland, and boy, when that wind hit the mainland, even it was just like whoa, like I thought we were going to lose power there for a while. So, uh, yeah, so it was it was it was a little bit of an adventure. So we're a little bit late for work the next day, but it's all good. We, we make up for it in uh, good looks. Exactly, and charm. Don't <laughs> and forget charm. charm. Yeah. yeah. So. So, so yeah. So now uh, Vancouver and uh, the uh, entire lower mainland is is blanketed in a layer of snow. And uh, it is uh, sitting at about minus seven Celsius right now, uh, which for uh, our American listeners is about 19 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but uh, but we are not going to complain about the cold because <laughs> in Alberta and on the prairies right now, with the wind chill, it's about minus 50. Colder yeah, than the North Pole. Celsius. It's yeah. Insane. It is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this going on right across the country, or is it really just sort of western? I think it's mostly the west. We've had a big Arctic Yeah, front this is unusual for us. Push we down. usually get this cold. And we still have two more storms coming. we got Do one, we? I think, tonight or tomorrow, and then another snow dump on Thursday, they're saying. So. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're saying Before we're supposed to get this somewhere weekend. between 5 and 15 centimeters of snow. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah and, and again, for our American listeners, minus 50 is minus 58 in Fahrenheit. Yeah. So that's, uh, <laughs> that is... Um, chili what do you call that hell they call that hell <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's ridiculous and it's frozen over that's right yeah, yeah. brutal 
Uh, all right. So that that's the the weather update for <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for British Asia. Columbia. Yeah. Uh, so, well, um, so wait, wait, Ryan, do you have some news? Well, the only thing I wanted to mention to people who may not have heard already, which I can't imagine haven't, but as of today, January 14th or tomorrow, January 15th, Microsoft is no longer supporting Windows 7. So there are still ways that you can upgrade to Windows 10 for free. And we will have a link to that in our show notes because there's a lot of people out there thinking you still have to pay for the upgrade to Windows 10 and you don't. Yes, indeed. Um, I've upgraded a number of people at this point to uh, to Windows 10. Hmm. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's not that difficult. But uh, what uh, the easiest way that I've found to do it is you download the Microsoft Media uh, Creation, Creation Tool, tool um, which uh, you uh, put onto a USB memory stick. And uh, you just run the setup program on the USB memory stick. And uh, it starts walking you through a uh, upgrade to Windows 10. It, um, it'll go and it'll look at all the programs on your computer and it may ask you to uninstall some things if they are absolutely not compatible and it may remove certain things if they are un- incompatible with Windows 10. And it just toodles on through and as long as you have a legal license on your computer for, uh, for 7 or 8, uh, it's a free upgrade to 10. Hmm. Cool. Oh, Windows 8. God, you remember that? <laughs> I vaguely do. Yeah. Oh, I've man. mostly blocked it out. <laughs> Holy crap. That's right up there with the ME debacle. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Microsoft, you've come up with some gems. I'm enjoying this new policy that we have about digging up Microsoft. This is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, we did it to Apple for a long time, right? Yeah, it's, we did. Uh, we Microsoft did, so. do. So. Yeah, they are. Yeah. At least yeah. Apple's come on the show. That's right. Well, I think that's when we stopped digging at them, too. So. <laughs> Wait, probably, Apple came on the show? Smart of us. Oh, we had a couple. We've had a couple people from Apple, haven't we? From Apple? No. Yes, we have. We've had nobody from Apple. Oh, f*** them then. <laughs> as far as I know, we haven't. I thought we did. Not I thought for Apple. some reason. Really? No, I've reached out to Apple Accessibility, well, and I don't listen. think we've got them on either. People better start coming on this podcast because <laughs> I know it's, that's good for them. Yeah, boy, uh, boy. We're going to start taking a mob mentality around here. Like, <laughs> this is a really nice uh, company that you got here. It'd be a shame if it got a shit no, no. talked on on the podcast amazon yeah well, i guess i gotta reach out to them too yeah see if, we'll, see if they'll come on the show well i, I ran into them at uh, csun last year and uh they oh. they took my card and they said hey yeah we'll have somebody get in touch and they never did oh, you're going down to csun again this year i are i think you need to talk to amazon mm-hmm. i think you need to talk to apple yeah and you can talk to microsoft <laughs> if you like <laughs> but see if you can get somebody from amazon um get, at least get some contact information for me to reach out to yeah hmm. yeah absolutely because even if they don't don't call us back i can hound them yeah that should, would be good we should Already call then. into the call into the show during csun we could do a zoom meeting right <clears throat> you can just do it on your phone mm-hmm. sure you can walk around yep yeah could do You'd be like our live reporter on the scene. That's right. Ryan, I'm in front of Jenna Lee Fleury at Microsoft. You got anything to say to her? <laughs> Come on our show. Come on our please. show, please. <laughs> We're begging you. Steve, get on your knees. Okay. Yeah. We're begging you. <laughs> See, Steve's on his knees. <laughs> you know what? She's probably boring anyways. Forget. Like, you know what? I'm over I'm over the whole that, that whole thing. The only reason I want somebody from Microsoft, and I don't care who it is, I'll reach out to Megan again. But I just want somebody to talk about the initiatives and the push behind the accessibility at Microsoft. Is it Satya Nadella? Because I know he has a son with a disability and maybe, you know, 
this, well, this never would have happened to Bill Gates. So maybe Satya is really, you know, pushing the mandate forward or is it just because it's the right thing to do? I just want to talk to somebody and find out what's pushing them. You know, if we look at Google, we've had a couple people from Google on a few times and TalkBack is still really lacking in Braille support, in some functionality, you know, like Google accessibility is really lacking behind what's available on iOS. So, you know, why is there not a bigger push at Google? Um, I want answers to these questions, damn it. Yeah, listen to him, eh? <laughs> like, you can tell he's upset because he's like awake through the podcast. Yeah, he's like he's on fire. Hang on, we better bring in our external consultant again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Grumblies. That's right. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, it's all the news I got. Well, you know, uh, I, I actually saw an interesting article uh well, we're, well, we're t okay. That's enough out of you. Uh, I, I did see an interesting article um, the other day that I thought I'd, we we could talk a little bit about. Have you guys heard of a? Um, I don't know what to call it. Grumbly's going to sleep. Good. For some reason, you really bore him. <laughs> yeah. Well, why should he be the only one? Uh, <clears throat> Uh, no, I, yeah, have you guys heard about this new thing that they're, they've been doing um, in theater called relaxed performances? No. Do no. I know anything about this? I know nothing about so this. So it's basically it's it's different theaters um, in like live plays. I'm, we're talking about I'm not talking about movie theaters. Um, they're having these what they're calling relaxed performances, and they're performances that basically a lot of times the the lighting is dimmed. And the sound system is turned down a bit. And it's actually no big deal if, like, you get up in the middle of performance or if you talk or if there's activity going on. It's a very low-key, very relaxed um, version of whatever the play is. And the, the idea behind it, it's, it's for people with disabilities to be able to go and to, be, to attend performances and stuff. And you don't have to worry about you know, outbursts or having to get up or they, they, they have like quiet spaces and stuff for, for people to go. Um, but it's, it's just this idea of having specialized performances specifically for, you know, people with, um, like, a, you autism know, or autism yeah. or, or whatever. Um, nice. it, it's a really great idea. It's, it's very cool. And it's, it's actually, um, sort of growing in popularity now, according to this article. And you know, again, I'll, I'll post the article in the in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a pretty interesting idea. Yeah, I know movie theaters have you know special screenings as well for for people who are on the spectrum. And you know, I guess I'm I'm assuming the lights are turned lower and the audio is turned down, and you know, it's just more more sensitive, right? Well, yeah, and I I think they don't they have also have something for people like with toddlers and stuff. Don't they have like special screenings Maybe. in certain theaters for movies where again the sounds turned down a little bit and it's for hmm. people with screaming babies to not take them to the actual real <laughs> right because there's nothing worse than sorry, no offense to, to babies. Other than they're stupid and ugly, but <laughs> wow, and loud, but no, but like you know, Gosh. who who has not been behind a screaming baby in a movie theater and not been annoyed? I have never been behind a screaming baby in a movie theater. 
but it's the idea. Notice you didn't say and not be annoyed because if you had been, <laughs> you would then you would be like, yeah, and I was annoyed. I would I would seriously wonder why somebody would take a baby into a movie theater. I would honest. agree. It's, I remember would, going to see to it. Me, I would think that would be inappropriate. It's not. People do it. I was on. I remember seeing a five year old in like Nightmare on Elm Street seven. Oh jeez. Okay, five year old. He a well behaved five year old. No problem. Well, yeah, that movie. Wrong choice. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Like people do, people make ridiculous choices when it comes to, well, we could pay for a babysitter or we could just take little Timmy. All right, everybody, send your email along and I'll pass it off to Rob. What? what? I don't think this is, this is not controversial. Anybody oh, who's it will gone, be for some people. it's not going to be controversial. Hashtag Rob hates babies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what have they done for me lately? That's all I have to what, say. What hashtags or babies? No they, babies. They they probably built your phone. Listen, I I ride that oh, I ride that stupid face. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Who are you, Ricky Gervais? <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Really, damn. Uh, man, we're full of pop culture references wow. today too. Just the nerdery is just flowing out of us. Well, we you have betcha. to make up for last week's show. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think there was the last week's show wasn't that bad. I think so, after we finished recording, I thought that was a disaster. But then once I had edited, I was like, ah, okay, yeah, kind of works. It's interesting. I, I don't know. I, I walked out thinking, wow, that was lame. Yep. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. You got to listen to the edits though, because the edits change the whole flow of the shows. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I work my magic. <laughs> Can make the most inane episode somewhat sort of bearable. <laughs> That's right. Not entertaining, just bearable. Uh, okay, well, hey, Ryan. Yes. Uh, what are we doing today? Today we are talking with Quentin Christensen about NVDA, the non-visual desktop appliance screen reader. Nice. Mm-hmm. We haven't had him on for about a year and a half, and a lot has changed, so I thought it was about time we got caught up to speed. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's coming to us all the way from the land down under. Yes, he is. It's on fire. It'll be interesting, too, to see how Zoom stands up to that. It, yeah. It should be fine. You know, it's all about bandwidth, right? So, yep. mm-hmm. Did you guys um, notice anything of interest um, it last week in, uh, in, what do you call it? What was that thing that they had last week? CES? Yeah. Did you guys notice anything interesting that came out of CES last last week? To be honest, I didn't really pay all that much attention to CES. Didn't you? No. I, did you notice the AI-equipped litter box that they... No. no. <laughs> That's true. That's a true thing. <laughs> probably. Google it. It is. It's not probably. Sure it it's is. It's featured. Yeah. Uh, no, but what I did think was interesting is a, a company that uh, we're quite familiar with, Orcam. So Orcam has come up with a couple new devices. Uh, one's called... The OrCam here, uh, which they're touting as the world's first AI-driven wearable assistive technology device for people with hearing impairment. So uh, it's essentially it looks like it looks to me like it's a, it's a camera that will, I guess, depending on where you where you have it pointed, it will read the lips or and isolate the audio from say one single person or one single. I guess sound source, yeah, so and isolate it, it. It's got an array microphone on it, so it's capable of picking up a wide area. But the camera looks to see whose lips are moving, and it focuses 
the array microphone down to listen to specifically that person who's talking. Right. Um, and what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to filter out all the background noise. So right. this is a big problem for people with hearing aids because they get into a crowded environment and all of a sudden their hearing aid is amplifying everything, everything. in that environment and it's difficult to hear just the person who's talking. So this will really help deal with that that particular issue. Yeah, the YouTube the YouTube um, demonstration of it was was pretty impressive. Like it, it really cuts out that that background noise. So so this is this isn't like a smartphone app from Orcam. It's actually a dedicated. It's a hardware. dedicated device. It's yeah. a dedicated piece of piece of hardware. Right. So uh, looks pretty cool. And they also came out with uh, another one. Uh, that's called the Orcam Read that uses AI technology to read out printed or digital texts in real time. Uh, and that's aimed at people with, say, reading difficulties or dyslexia or whatnot um, that need to, to read a lot of text. So uh, they're, uh, they're, really, they're really pushing the ball forward in, in development. I was kind of surprised to, to see these two new things because I don't think we'd we heard a single peep out of them from before this uh, that these were even being mm -hmm. developed. Yeah, they're pretty, you know, as a company, they're pretty quiet when it comes to communication with their, their resellers. You know, Canadian Assistive, of course, is a reseller of the, the Orcam MyEye uh, products for, um, uh, for the blind. Um, but... Um, most of the time, any new information I get, uh, I get because somebody comes to me, usually a customer, and says, hey, I want more information about X, Y, and I go, huh? <laughs> and, I have to, and I have to look it up and go back to Orcam and say, hey, what about X, Y? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, this is something that I'm going to want to reach out to them about because it, it looks like they're doing some, some new exciting stuff. Yeah, it sounds like it actually it would be, it would be perfect to, to pick up for us for sure. But uh, no, it's interesting. So they've got the my eye, the my hear, and the my read. So it's you know a whole suite of of different devices that cover a pretty broad range of of uh, solutions. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I, I have to say, I'm I'm more impressed with Orcam these days than uh, initially, like years ago when they first they first brought out the um, the my eye. The first generation MyEye was kind of flaky and seemed to be a little bit buggy, but they seem to have worked a lot of that out, and they're putting a lot of money into, obviously, into R&D, so. Yeah. Well, the MyEye 2 is a really impressive device. You know, it, it, it's tiny, and it, uh, you know, the, the OCR that it produces is super fast, very accurate, and uh, to, to see that in a, in a non-Wi-Fi connected device, you know, a standalone device that is that small, I mean, it, it really does rival what you get from desktop OCR apps for, for computers that have way more processing power. Yeah. So the only downside to it is, of course, that it's, it's really expensive. Yeah, sure. So it'd be nice to see the price come down on, on these things, but, you know, that's market driven as much as anything. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, 
As long as they keep having it on Dr. Phil, we'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Keep rerunning that. That's right. Thank you, yeah. Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah for, for those of those of you who don't know what we're referencing, uh, Dr. Dr. Phil had somebody on with a with a my eye, and uh, they talked about it on on the show. And every single time that particular episode goes into reruns, we start getting phone calls <laughs> for it because um, uh, people see it for the first time and, and get very excited. And they Google it, and uh, our, site, our site, of course, comes up. So. Yeah. A startling number of people who call about that product, though, think that it has visual output, and it has no visual output. It's strictly speech output. Right. We get a lot of calls from people who are thinking it's a low vision aid, and people with low vision certainly can use it, but it doesn't produce visual output. It's strictly audio. I wonder, what, maybe that's the next thing they're working on. It would make well, sense, just, honestly, like just, if they made just, something low vision. Yeah, we'll hold off on that thought for a couple of weeks because we have a guest coming on the show to talk possibly about some of that technology. What, who? From who? From where? Envision AI was at CES and they were showing off some new glasses. Oh, cool. So I think AR, I think they're AR, I don't know, but they are, AR glasses are going to be a big thing this year. Bose is coming out with a pair of their AR frames with a camera. Um. There's talk that Apple's working on a pair of glasses, so it'll be interesting to get Envision AI on because they have an app as well that competes with Seeing AI, and if you can put that all in a pair of glasses, who knows what you can do. Hmm. Alrighty then. So, uh, all right, well, that's enough of that. Let's uh, let's bring uh, Quentin on, shall we? Alrighty. Let's go to the land down under where the women done and men plunder. Mm. Can you hear? Can you hear the thunder? You better run. You better take cover. You know what that song needed? What? (laughs) So true. All right. Preferably louder than your singing. Hey, everyone. Ryan from Canadian Assistive Technologies here to tell you about a product called WayAround. WayAround consists of a free iOS or Android app or the optional Waylink scanner that connects to your phone via Bluetooth to identify and label items around your home or office. Using the way tags that come in the form of stickers, buttons, magnets and clips, you can label just about anything you can think of, such as clothing items, products in your fridge or freezer, plants in your garden, recipes, and so much more. I've used the way tags to label my Blu-ray movies and my vinyl LP collection. If you'd like to find out more information about the Way Around product, please visit us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, listen, uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, why don't we start with who you are? Good morning, everybody. Well, actually, is it morning? Hello, everybody. Um, so I'm Quentin Christensen. I'm the um, training and support manager for NV Access. Uh, so we make the free NVDA screen reader. Uh, which we've been doing now for uh, for over 12 years. Um, I haven't been with us that long. I came on board about five years ago. Um, so what my role is, is 
if you've if you write to us uh, or communicate with us on social media, there's a good chance that uh, that you'll talk to me. Um, I put out our in process uh, blog, and I also write our training material, and that keeps me mostly out of trouble. <laughs> and for mostly, mostly that's right. Mostly, <laughs> and for those who don't know, and I'm sure there's not many that don't but we do have some new followers every once in a while can you tell us what nvda is yep so nvda is a screen reader um so if you've used other screen readers like jaws system access window eyes uh it's along those lines um it was initially developed back in 2007 uh by michael curran and james tay uh basically because they they saw that the majority of blind people just could not afford the cost of a commercial screen reader. Um, so they set about developing a new one that um, that was free. Um, so that has provided some interesting um, challenges along the way in terms of in terms of funding, uh, just by doing it completely differently like that. Um, so. To answer perhaps that question, uh, which is the first one we get asked by a lot of people, is you know how is it free? Um, basically, what we do instead of charging the end user, we work with companies like Microsoft, Google, Adobe, um, Mozilla. Um, we work with them to help improve the accessibility of their offerings, um, and we get in turn we get funding. Um, to continue hmm. NVDA. So it's a win for everybody, even if right. you don't use NVDA. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah, we think so. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> we, um, so basically, yeah, it, it's a screen reader. It works on Microsoft Windows. It works with most um, most programs on, on Windows. Um, it is free and open source. Uh, so anybody can use it and download it. Uh, being open source, you can also contribute to the project as well if you have those talents. Um, and even for commercial use, um, I should say, if you're if you're in a business and, and wanting to use it with your staff uh, or your customers, uh, then you can you can do that. We do encourage, uh, particularly you know, organisations who can afford it. Uh, to make a contribution, we are um, a, tax, uh, a, a charity in Australia um, with tax-free status, so you can make a tax-free donation to us, uh, at least from within Australia. It varies around the world. Um, we, and that's one of the other, other reasons why we, we brought out the training material as well, was both to meet that need um, from users and also uh, to help bring in an extra source of revenue for us. Uh, we've added to that. So we've got the basic training for NVDA is probably the main one that I would recommend for most users to start with. It is available in electronic text. Um, so a web version, uh, H, uh, yeah, HTML web version, Word, EPUB, and Kindle KFX format. We've also got that available in Human Red, Daisy Audio, and in Hard Copy Braille. Um, 
So that's that's the main one that we'd encourage for most people. Uh, if you would like to continue your skills with, say, Microsoft Office, we've been working on modules for Word, Excel, Outlook, uh, and I'm halfway through one for PowerPoint. And again, what, what we found with those has been a really interesting thing that we didn't anticipate at first um, is in going through Microsoft Office and the, all of the features in Word, for instance, um, most of us who've used Word actually only use a small subset of the, the features in our, our everyday mm -hmm. use. So it was very, including myself, um, so it was very, inter very interesting going through and picking all of these different features and, and just methodically working through them and, and finding features that I'd never touched before. Um, and from the accessibility of some of them, clearly nobody in accessibility at Microsoft had touched them either. Um, <laughs> but and and look, I don't mean to pick on mm. pick on Microsoft there. Um, I know they 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 it's a very complex product. Yeah, you can you can actually pick on Microsoft all you want because they keep on uh, not coming on the podcast. So <laughs> pick, pick yeah, it's it's open season now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, what I will say though is uh, we've. I've got a very good relationship with, with Microsoft in terms of at least passing that feedback back. So um, in this, this process, what, what we found was, yeah, there were a lot of issues both with accessibility in various features in Microsoft and bugs in NVDA as well. Um, and so it was, as well as a chance to write that material, it actually turned into a really good opportunity to flag a lot of those issues, which has um resulted in improvements in accessibility in microsoft office and and windows um as well as things from our side as well so no that's definitely been been a really positive positive thing two sorry rob two of the points you touched on that i want i do want to make sure we cover are you said people can contribute to the source code for mvda and and that's great but there's also add-ons can you explain what those are yeah, sure. So um, add-ons are, in a way, they're sort of similar to, to scripts for JAWS. They're, they're basically a small piece of code, basically a small pro add-on program that either gives NVDA extra functionality, um, makes it, for instance, makes it work with a, a program that it, it didn't otherwise work for, um, changes the functionality. Um, so for instance, we've had an add-on for a little while to uh, for a screen curtain that makes the screen black. Um, that was an add-on. Um, I'm pleased to say actually for everybody who wanted that, that's one of the new features in coming up in, in the next version of, of NVDA. I'll go through all those we'll get to later, that. but we'll get to that, exactly. Um, but that's one of the things as well is some of those add-ons like that, if they are something that a lot of people want and they're really useful, then then we will look at bringing those into the main program itself, um, or at least that functionality. Um, so I'll probably also, when we're talking about add-ons touch on and open source touch on uh, one of the concerns that a, a lot of people have, particularly uh, as NVDA has become more popular in employment situations is, is a lot of, um, a lot of IT managers go, oh, open source, no, no, we can't use open source. Mm. Anybody could hack into that. Um, 
which is not true at all. Um, basically, the way that open source software works is we've got a repository on, on GitHub and anyone can access our code and look at it and offer contributions, but it will still be us who then look at those contributions and decide, yes, we're happy to accept that. No, we're not going to accept that. Um, or we need changes or, or whatever. So all of the code that is in the final NVDA that you download from nvaccess.org has been either written or checked directly by nvaccess ourselves. So in that case, in that, that respect, it's no different from downloading any other, you know, commercial software from, from their website, except that most of them are a closed source and you can't look at the code. Um, yeah, I also noticed I was looking at the website this morning and you guys also have, you know, a whole corporate government section there where it talks about the security certificates and privacy agreements and all that sort of stuff. So all the information is available. It is. It is. And that, that uh, was, yeah, one of the common questions that we get asked is, is things like, oh, one of my staff needs NVDA, but, you know, is there a cost? What's the licensing? What information do you collect, obviously, with the GDPR and, and everything in, in Europe uh, that came up and 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 all of the, the privacy concerns around the world in general? Um, that's something that we get asked. And all of that information is on that page as well. So we've tried to make it there for anybody who, who wants it. Um, and if you can't find it or you're not sure about something, feel free to get in touch. Uh, could you talk to us a little bit about about the the open source part? Um, what, what I'm kind of interested in is just like how important is that to the development of um, of the product? You guys are in a are poised in a, in a really sort of unique position where your competition to to screen readers, um, you're looking at a, a substantially big price gap between what what normally is charged and free. So I'm just curious is sort of how you mitigate, you know, giving away the product for free. Is, is it in part because of, of that it's open source, so there's less development costs for you guys? Um, so most of the, yeah, all, all of that infrastructure and, and, and planning around being free, I guess, was, was done very early on. Uh, because it's always been a, a core right. uh, part part of 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 what NVDA and NVAccess are. Um, with being open source, uh, I think I saw recently something around forty percent of our contributions come from outside um, NVAccess ourselves. Right. Uh, so yeah, definitely we do get do get quite a few few um, contributions from from the community and we've got a very active uh, and enthusiastic community and we love that mm -hmm. um, one of the the things that I always like to like to spruik is NVDA con uh, is the the conference an online conference that's set up by users we didn't set it up this was something that was created by the user community of, of NVDA uh, we definitely support it and we participate and and um yeah and we love it um but that was not something that we created so that's something we're really really proud of our community for um yeah with with open source um 
we do have and and even Microsoft uh, are starting to to have some open source code as well. So that's been been really good, and we we can share things back and forth there. Do you see a day when we're not going to need NVDA? You know, we, we know that Narrator is getting better and better with every release. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the landscape of screen readers? Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, since NVDA started, um, we've got, uh, you know, iOS. Well, it was probably around the time that iOS was, was coming out. Um, and, and voiceover, obviously, was one of the big things um, that made iOS popular and iPhones popular in, in the, the blind community. Um, Android now has talkback. Uh, Windows Narrator, as you say, is is improving all the time. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, ideally from our point of view, yes, it would put us out of it. Well, it wouldn't necessarily put us out of a job, but it would, if, if Narrator became the, the screen reader uh, that did everything for everybody, um, obviously we'd need to rethink how we operate, but right. absolutely that would be a great outcome for for users, yes. I think you've got a while yet. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I think so, and 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 we do um, we do also put in a lot of lot of work with supporting some of those non Microsoft uh, programs as well. So so not only um, you know I was going to say Edge, but but Chrome and Firefox, um, for instance, in terms of browsers. Um, so yeah, and and a lot of lot of things like that. If there was a, a third-party program application that somebody needed access to, let's say it was an accounting software or something, do you guys do custom add-ons? We can, absolutely. Um, yeah, we can if um, if someone someone needs that. It's it's it can be tricky. Uh, for instance, if if you came to us and said, "Look, I, I'm just a user and I really love this program," um, then yeah, absolutely, we can we can look at it. Um, if it's something that's going to take a lot of time and it's something that will be particularly of benefit um, to a company, then, then we'd look at, well, <clears throat> you know, can you afford to sure. contribute something to our, our costs towards that? Right. Um, but yeah, whichever way we go, certainly we can we can do that. And certainly for users who have a program that that you know may not be working as well as they'd intended or at all um definitely do do get in touch with us and we can certainly have a look at it um and start that conversation with the developer of the program or or, or the person who really needs it and, and work out what to do great as Ryan eyes QuickBooks. Nope, that's not why I threw that out there <laughs> like at all. Like say that's some not accounting software that, that I happen to use every day that I hate. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe little methods. No, method. no, you know I have to give NVDA credit because I use you know Reaper here for audio recording, and I'm using NVDA and Osara, which is an NVDA add-on, and you know they do great work. So keep that in mind if you have an application that you're not having any success with. Thank you. Yes. Um, I don't know why, but uh, accounting software has always been yep. <laughs> a really tricky area in accessibility. It, it, it shouldn't be. Um, there's no specific reason why it is, but it always has been. Um, I did hear a couple of years ago about a new uh, accounting 
program that had come out that was quite accessible. I can't remember what it was. I don't use accounting software myself, and I haven't heard of it recently enough to spruik them. Well, you mentioned NVD, NVDA Con or whatever the conference was called. When is that? That's right. So we, it was a little bit late last year. It was in November. Um, so it's often closer to the middle of the year, right? Around July or August. Um, there is a website for for that nvdacon.org, uh, and they will have all the information. You can also follow them on social media, and and if you follow us on social media, we'll we'll promote that as it's coming up as well, um, and certainly before them because they'll be looking for people who are interested in sharing their own thoughts, information, presenting um, on the conference as well. You know, I think that that's what we need. The conference? Yeah, we need BanterCon. BanterCon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like seriously, like we can just, we can have it here in the Guitar Dungeon. We can give people tours. We can fit six up, people in here we at can cook some, cook up some. Oh, how many people do you think are really going to come to BanterCon? It's Seven. Be us. <laughs> we'll it's a very precise some, number. We'll cook up some hot dogs on your barbecue and yeah. yeah, it'll be a whole thing. All right. Invite the cosplayers to, All right. to come dress up as us. Yeah, that's <laughs> Everybody comes with a shaved head. <laughs> oh. He's planned this out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's I, thought a little too much about this. Clearly. Well, we've got a hockey jersey, so... I mean, trust me, next, trust it's, me, it's, it's better logical. than his Sailor Moon look. Yeah, it's the logical next step. Uh, okay, let's go back on track, though. Quentin, the last time we had you on was way back on episode 54. so about a year and a half ago, and there's been a lot of changes since then recently there's been an announcement that you guys are changing to python 3 which is i guess the newer updated yep. programming language what's that going to enable you guys to do with nvda okay so um previously nvda has been largely written in python 2 um so we're we're updating to python 3 both because uh python 2 is about to reach end of life um uh, a phrase that we might be familiar with, with Windows 7 doing the same thing at the moment. Yep. Um, but yeah, Python 3 is about, uh, sorry, Python 2 is about to become yeah unsupported and we don't want to be in the situation where there, there could be any issues with that. So we're, we're moving to, to Python 3. We have put it off um, sort of as, as long as we could uh, to give people time to get ready. And the other reason is that um, any new uh, developers who've come along in the last few years will have learnt Python 3. They won't have learnt Python 2. Um, so there are some things that just convert straight across and other things that take a bit more work, um, which is the main reason why we haven't had an update recently. Uh, normally we've done usually around four releases a year. Um, Last year, we actually only did two main ones, um, NVDA 2019.1 and, and 0.2, um, with 0.2.1 being the latest. We are still working on the release that we, that we are still calling 2019.3, um, and we envisage having that out by the end of the month. But the main reason for that delay has, has just been to ensure that everybody had time to, to get ready. And by everybody, I particularly mean the add-on community right. 
because it has necessitated add-ons being updated to Python 3 as well. So I'm, I'm pleased to report that, uh, that just about all the main ones, main ones are. Uh, and I saw a pull request uh, for the update for um, NVDA Remote. So everyone will be pleased to know that that's, that's in the works. I know that's the biggest one I've been asked about in, in recent uh, weeks and, and months is what's happening with NVDA Remote? Is it still going to work? Um, and yeah, basically that's why we have delayed it is not just NVDA Remote, but to ensure that all of, all of the main things that, that people use are ready uh, so that there isn't any um, loss of, of functionality in, in upgrading, which is kind of the, the opposite of what you want when you upgrade something to a new version. Um, what it will en enable us to do in the future, um, yeah, obviously, is, is use some of those new functions in, in Python 3. Uh, one of the other big changes that we've done with this release is, is a project that we called uh, Speech Refactor. It's basically just re, uh, rewriting a lot of our speech code to make it more efficient and make it easier to do things like, for instance, people often ask us, NVDA reads all this information in this particular order. I'd rather have it read in the opposite order. Um, that's not overly easy to do at the moment, but now with uh, from 2019.3 onwards, that will be much easier to do. So you won't necessarily load up 2019.3 and find you can suddenly reorder everything, but certainly going forward, that kind of thing and changes to speech will be much easier as well. Excellent. Well, I did notice, you know, I have NVDA and I use the Code Factory Eloquence and Vocalizer Voices mm -hmm. and they were on the ball really quickly. You know, they, they updated their add-on it seemed to be right away, got that installed, no issues at all. This morning, you know, I went to bring up my SysTray list, and of course, that add-on I didn't have. I, I thought I did, but I didn't. So I went and installed that, and, you know, it worked just fine too. So, you know, kudos to the developers of the add-ons for, you know, being on the ball. Yep. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's been really great and, uh, and, and worked really hard to, to update everything. So, yeah, we're, we're envisaging 2019.3 coming out, out very shortly. Um, actually, would you like to know a few other things that are new? Absolutely. Spill the beans. So no, good yeah. night. Thank, you. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> You'll so hear it here last. Yeah. <laughs> so just stepping back a bit, uh, as as uh, you mentioned, we we last spoke back back in 2017. It was uh, from my notes. Uh, so since then, um, we and I thought I would mention this. We ended support for Windows XP in 2017.3, which was a good three years after <laughs> Microsoft did, um, and particularly because yeah, at the moment uh, Microsoft have just ended support for Windows 7. Right. Uh, so I thought I would flag that and and say that we don't have any plans to end support for Windows 7 at this stage. Um, Basically, the, the only reason that we ended support for Windows XP when we did was because it was starting to hold back a few other things. There were other things that we couldn't do and maintain support for Windows XP. So uh, we will get to that point, you know, at, at some stage for Windows 7 support, uh, but certainly not something we envisage 
anytime soon. Well, keep in mind, you know, so Windows, Windows 7 has been around about 12 years. NVDA has been, you know, 10 or 12 years. So, you know, Microsoft has said for corporates, um, agencies and companies, they can go ahead and subscribe and still maintain or still get critical updates, security updates. It's just the end users whose support is ending for. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's certainly for end users, I, I would who are still using Windows 7, I, I would encourage them to, to consider moving to Windows 10. Uh, I know there are various reasons why you may or may not be able to do that. Um, but certainly in terms of our support for Windows 7, I can, uh, Windows 10, I can confirm that, yeah, yeah, everything in Windows 10 works as you would expect uh, with, with NVDA. Um, I won't say there aren't any bugs, but I won't say there aren't any bugs in Windows 7 either. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, but certainly everything works quite well in, in Windows 10 from our, our point of view as well. Um, so as well as that, uh, we added support for OCR in Windows 10 without an add-on. Right. So back to, back to mm -hmm. those add-ons, we did have an add-on for that, which you would have still needed if you were using Windows 7. But in Windows 10... Um, there is a, a function built into Windows that we can tap into. Um, Windows One Core Voices, mm -hmm. um, which come with Windows 10, uh, are now the default uh, that we use in MVDA if you just install it. I have to give you a golf clap here. Yay, no more eSpeak <laughs> as default. Yay. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that's basically why. That, that was one of the big things we, we got. We've, we've heard from a lot of people who said, oh, yeah, I like the idea of NVDA, but I can't stand that robotic voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's why uh, you actually always have been able to change it. It's just that mm -hmm. a lot of people might not have noticed that. And certainly on Windows 10, the Windows One Core voices are actually really good. They they, they sound very nice. Uh, and one thing that that I know people in the audience with their hands up going, but 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 they're not fast enough. Yeah. Um, we've, <laughs> one of the, the recent uh, things that we've changed now is, is you can have rate boost for Windows One Core Voices. So we've had that with eSpeak. Uh, what rate boost is, is it's basically a checkbox uh, in, the, in our speech settings that lets you essentially you know, really speed up mm -hmm. the, the speech rate. Um, I, I know Mick can probably understand it with rate boost on it 100%. I know I can't. No. <laughs> so um, if if you've got rate boost on Windows One Core Voices and it's at 100% and you still think it's too slow, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> then you speak gerbil. <laughs> you do. You do indeed. Um, we've added support for a heap of new Braille displays, Braille tables, um, and languages and, and everything else, but still with Braille, uh, you can emulate system keys from your Braille display control alt, and you can you can add add gestures uh, with with different Braille keys and combinations uh, there, which is something a lot of people wanted. Um, support for emojis. Um, <laughs> Ryan, All righty, stop with the hate for emojis. <laughs> I want animojis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, what was the other one I saw? K-emojis. What's K-emoji? Uh, K-emojis. In the Windows 10 emoji panel, I learned about this. In the Windows 10 emoji panel, uh, there's a section of K-emojis, which are basically um, 
going back to things you can draw in ASCII. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Rob's all over that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, what, are we, very, what are we going back very, to the 1980s now? That's funny. Very popular in Japan, and they got to coin the term K emoji, apparently. Hmm. There you go. Um, uh, we can now auto detect some Braille displays as well, which is quite handy. And it, it's it's one of many features, I think, that that may not be revolutionary. Uh, like auto-detecting Braille displays, it's not that we can detect new ones. Um, we can as well. But but that auto-detecting is just something that makes life just that bit smoother and simpler and just work. And, yeah, along the same lines, performance improvements in Word, Excel, Chrome, Firefox, pretty much everything, uh, Command Prompt, PowerShell. Um, I know a lot of people have had indicated and certainly for a little while there um, things were a bit sluggish in particularly Excel and Word um, and we've we've definitely improved on that um, so we're pleased to, to share that um, and yeah some of the things that are coming up in 2019.3 this month uh, are improvement more improvements to command prompts PowerShell Windows subsystem for Linux um, We've brought in screen curtain, uh, which makes the screen black. Uh, screen highlight, which uh, as well replaces the, the focus highlight add-on. Uh, things like the Java access bridge are included, uh, which gives you access to Java applications. And we've improved support for things like uh, Eclipse and Android Studio, um, which are all, all Java-based, which um, yet now work a lot better than they did which is good. Uh, and another another one of those little things that just makes life a little bit easier, the system won't enter sleep mode when you're scrolling through text on a Braille display. So we got, yeah, lots of other little things. Um, reporting the straight state of track changes when you toggle it. Well, I'm going to ask you another question here because I've tried to take the NVDA certification exam without studying, and I, and I failed. Um, I've, got, okay. I've gotten close. I've gotten really close, but I just haven't made that 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 percent mark like yet. Studying? I feel I feel like, like you're you confessing study, this to the prop here. I, I am indeed. Yeah, like, so I need to purchase the training or just start reading yep. the help documentation. But what am I? RTFM, dude. RTFM. I don't do that. I've been doing this long enough not to have to. Wow, listen Obviously, to I have to. <laughs> is there a way, and I'm going to ask this because I don't know the answer, is there a way to change the verbosity, le verbosity level in NVDA? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Where? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> is this a tech support call? Like, <laughs> I've looked and I can't change it. I've, I've gone into tables and not detect columns and rows, and I've gone into this setting and changed that. I've gone into speech mode, and that's, I just can't find it. So this, yeah, okay, so this, let's, this, let's all say it together. R-T-F-M. <laughs> so just for you, I'm very pleased to be able to also share that we have paid telephone support. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll be charging you for this afterwards. You can indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. Send me the bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there are, there are a few different places where you, where you can change the amount of information that NVDA reads from... Um, from you know 
NVIDIA P, which which changes how much um, you know, symbol pronunciation, right. uh, to yeah the document um, formatting settings that you you mentioned there, so you can change you know whether it reads cell information or uh, or font changes in font and things like that. Um, a lot of them are to do with their function, not so much a single verbosity okay um a group of settings but it's yeah if, if you want to change what nvda reads when you're typing for instance that's in the keyboard settings right um, yeah. so you can toggle whether it reads words reads individual characters as you press them reads command keys like enter and right. space and arrows yeah okay i'll have to call you yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> all right moving on we actually uh, just one other thing as well because I know um, I know there's been quite a few updates to this recently. We have a guide um, for those of you coming from Jaws. Uh, we have a guide on switching from Jaws to NVDA, which has been updated uh, quite a bit recently with a lot of new information. Um, so that's another resource, a free resource that uh, that is very useful for people, particularly since. Uh, NVDA in, in the latest WebAIM screen reader survey, Web, um, yeah, NVDA was was number one. Go us, yay! Nice. Well, you're the you. you're the screen reader. We you know we keep hearing more and more people are switching to, and you know I was thinking this morning I've been a Jaws user for 27 years, and was going to ask you, and I'm sure you guys have thought about it, but why isn't there a maybe a Jaws keyboard layout option? in nvda because using that number pad for object navigation and stuff is so confusing for me yeah. as a jaws user i want my i want my number pad back <laughs> my arrow keys <laughs> my home and end keys <laughs> there's there's uh yeah that, so there's a, a few things we could do there's uh there, there are two main keyboard layouts that you can pick from mm -hmm. with nvda there's there's desktop layout which is the the default if you don't change it right. which uses that number pad for um object navigation and, and screen review commands. Um, and there's laptop keyboard layout, which which basically assumes you don't have a number pad and, and reassigns those those keys elsewhere. Um, yeah, we don't we don't specifically have a, a JAWS emulation, you know, key keyboard layout. Um, you could use uh, input gestures to to remap any key commands that you want. Um, you could do that. It could be laborious, depending on how many you want to change. Uh, you could certainly do it. Okay, cool. Well, at Option. least you have a guide. I'll have to get the guide. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Hear that, world? I'm switching to NVDA full time. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, you should. Be, it should be hello, world. I'm going to RTFM. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know what RTFM means, because that could be a kind of an inside-the-industry joke. You think so? I don't know. Maybe. But you can probably Google it. Oh, i got to Google it now just to see if it actually shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, you can Google that. Okay, yeah. Just Google <laughs> I, just, I would just say what it means, but I don't want to have to... I don't have to bleep anything and i would like to point out that ryan is definitely an example of pebcac 
<laughs> which I don't think you can. You no, know, you probably that's not on Wikipedia. That's a Rick. That's a Rick term. <laughs> no, no, I, I I got that somewhere. Quentin, yeah. you know what PebCat yeah, stands for? I do indeed. Oh, no, right. I'd heard I'd heard of that uh, that over here in Australia quite a few years ago. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's just really? a general tech support one. Okay, I, thought, I don't know. I thought that was just something Rick came up with. No, no. Any anybody who's Give. done tech support has probably heard that one. That is that is I can I can tell you that without googling. That is problem exists between keyboard and chair. That's right. <laughs> yes. And I, I did just Google it, and it will give you the answer as well. No, <laughs> you can Google anything. Excellent. Thanks, Google. Yeah, welcome to the acronym show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, H.E. Banter. Hello, acronym show. No, we're just, just ATB. ATB. There you go. <laughs> Um, oh, actually, one thing I did mean to mention, sure. uh, since I've, I forgot to mention him, um, and I probably should have when we were talking about, um, you know, how we keep NVIDIA free and things like that. Uh, we have a new, new since we last talked at least, uh, a new general manager, James Borum. So, so that has brought the company all the way up to four of us. Wow. Yeah. So James uh, manages things like partnerships and contracts. Um, and that takes some of that work off, off Mick. Um, so Michael Curran, uh, our, our lead developer is, is now back to doing more lead development work, which is what he loves. Um, so yeah. Um, so James, if you've written to, you know, admin, you may well have talked to, to James. He's, uh, yeah, he's doing great work there. Well, for a team of four people. You guys have taken the world by storm. You know, yeah, no I'm kidding. on the NVDA Facebook page and, you know, you guys are everywhere. And, you know, I don't know how many times, you know, a week or a month I have people asking me, you know, about NVDA or talking about NVDA. You know, you guys are everywhere. So kudos to you for all the efforts and, and work you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Other companies could learn from you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, well, listen, why don't you tell people where they can find out more about NVDA? Yep, so the website is nvaccess.org. Uh, that's the main place that you can find find everything all together. You can follow us as nvaccess on Twitter and Facebook. Um, on the website as well, um, down the bottom, there's there's usually the latest in-process blog post, uh, which will keep you up to date with what we're up to, what's going on for our next release, and, and all of that sort of information. Uh, we'll, we'll be at CSUN in March in, uh, in, in Anaheim, and, uh, and yeah, that'll be great. Um, and what else we got? They're the main ways of contacting us, info at nvaccess.org is, is the main email address uh, yeah or social media excellent well listen thanks so much for uh, taking your, some time out and chatting with us uh, I know it's you uh, are it's most a welcome bit of a time difference I guess it's what uh, 1993 there <laughs> <laughs> no no we're ahead of you guys oh, it's, oh that's right it's, two, it's 2093 <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Quentin and I we're, had this We're discussion. on fire, but we're ahead of you. <laughs> That's right. When we were trying to schedule the show the other day, it was like, 
I'm talking, you know, Tuesdays at 10 a 10 a.m. Pacific, and it's like 4 a.m. his time the next day. I'm like, no, you're not getting up at 4 a.m. And I just couldn't get the time differences in my head. It was like 18 hours ahead or something. So, yeah, crazy. yep, yeah. No, so glad you could join us. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, well, best of luck with that next version, and uh, let's let's do this again in another 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. right, I'll give you my credit card number later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Curtin. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Ryan. Rob. How would you think? I thought it was good. Yeah, There's you, a lot of new information. Yeah, you lots love, of updates. You love that NVDA, don't you? I'm I'm coming around to it. You know, it's like I said, I've been a JAWS user for 27 years, so I know how the program works. I know the keyboard commands I need to use to get something done. And making that transition to NVDA, 90% of it's the same, but I struggled with the object navigation using the keypad. But again. You know, like he said, you can go in and remap those keys. And there's just a little bit of a learning curve. And now that they've got this guide updated for making the transition from JAWS to MVDA, you know, I'll have to take a look at it. Have we ever, have any of you guys ever seen any numbers? Like, do we know what kind of market share these guys have? Yeah, it would have been a good question during the interview. Well, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I should have thought of it during then. I'd be willing to bet it's really getting high. Yeah, well, it's got to be massive. I mean, yeah. virtually everybody I know who has JAWS has also has well. an NVDA. Sure, why wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah. It's free. Like, I yeah. mean, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about JAWS, which is uh, in the thousands of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, versus free. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer for a lot of people, I think. You know, obviously, JAWS is you know, more appropriate choice in certain situations. But certainly I wouldn't think of if you're just sitting around at home. I don't think even JAWS is more appropriate anymore. You know, the more and more people I talk to, and I can't give you any examples, but they say MVDA works better here than JAWS. Some people say, you know, this works better with JAWS than MVDA. So I think we're kind of living in a world right now where you need more than one tool. Sure. Hmm. You know, I think, I think too, you know, screen readers are kind of like religion. Okay. Once once you grow up in one of them, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to, to right. switch to another one. Sure. You know, um, and uh, people don't don't tend to leave. And, you know, I, I find a lot of people who are using JAWS are maintaining their license mm-hmm. just because they don't want to let it go. Sure. You know, they don't they, they they feel like no matter what, they need that tool in their toolbox. NVDA is just another tool in their toolbox. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I would I would think that part of that would be both you know comfort you know you're you're comfortable in the Jaws environment, but also you know when you've when you've put out that initial investment, um, it just you know it, it just makes sense to to maintain that and to not sort of throw it off. Yep. So I, I could totally see that. Um, you know, so but you're probably right. I mean, it it, it each each is a is, is a different tool in the toolbox, and um, you know they both both certainly have their places and i mean there's you know there's more than just jaws and, and, and nvda of course mm-hmm. there's uh dolphin yeah dolphin's yeah, dolphin out there narrator. you know mm-hmm. so there's you know there's some, some good stuff out there for the home user there's narrator you know for basic computer tasks as well yeah yeah well i mean really the, the more options that are out there the better mm-hmm. so, i hear mac even has one they do yeah, yeah. voiceover on the mac hmm. yep well, maybe we'll have Microsoft on to talk about voice or to talk about narrator. Ah. 
<laughs> that deserves a cowbell. <laughs> Take that, Microsoft. <laughs> Come on, guys. Pony up. Get on our show. I feel like it's <clears throat> We're not we're not hating on you. It's just it's just we really want you on this show. That's right. We're reminded, feeling rejected. Reminded of that scene from The Warriors. Snubbed. Microsoft, come, come out to play. play. <laughs> uh, we're old. <laughs> you that's a classic. There's a whole generation of listeners that just went, "What the hell are they talking?" I about? I don't know. That's a that's a classic movie. That's a classic. If you haven't seen The Warriors, go watch it. That is your assignment for today, <laughs> dear podcast listeners. I'm sure it's easy to find. I'm That's sure true. Apple might actually have it. You Apple, it. Google Play, somebody will have it. Yeah. Go get it. Um, all right. Anything else to say about that? No. Okay. Nope. Well, then, let me ask you this, Ryan. What's that? Where can people find us? They can find us online at atbanter.com. They can also drop us an email, if they so desire, at cowbell at atbanter.com. And if they're so inclined and into that social media stuff, they can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome, uh, awesome. Great. Uh, where was I? Um, <laughs> That's going to about do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Exactly. Where was it? Okay, you. Uh, so, uh, uh, that's gonna. But okay, that is going to about do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening in, and uh, we will see everybody. Of course, now he's not going to say anything. It's timed. Is it? Yeah. You just gotta wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for. It. Ryan, you need to mic him. <laughs> like, seriously. Alrighty. Like, just mic him and... I can way. do that. It'll be mic'd for next great. week. Great. All right. That'll, that'll, that'll get Microsoft on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> we got grumblies. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.